All right, guys, this is episode 34 of the Chopping Block Podcast, brought to you by us, by Sis and by me. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and by Anatomy, our amazing, wonderful producer who makes us seem like professional, coherent people who know what the fuck Yo, Mikey. Yo, Mikey. Hey. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week about why the Chopping Block Podcast is being brought to you by us. We have our PR team working on a statement. Hit <laughs> 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 me. I'm the PR team. She's the PR uh, team. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Chopping Block Podcast. This is a wonderful space that we hold to discuss music and music creator things that happen throughout the week. Yep, um, it's been a lot. I'm your favorite Haitian, I think. Nah, fuck that. I'm your favorite Haitian. Don't even fuck the front. And they call me St. Buggy in the hood. And by the hood, we do mean social media. And uh, I'm your favorite. Not all the way Jamaican. <laughs> Not all the way Jamaican. Uh, he's our favorite young bull. That's really who he is. Yes, sir. You already know. Yes, president, president of the of state prop chain game president of the state property um fan club and i am forever fixing my hair all right guys look um two quick things well one quick thing and one maybe a little bit more lengthy thing the quick thing is somebody send me some money oh no oh i heard that what it was ching, that ching. Was cash app telling me that they'll give me a boost if i go to mcdonald's like I feel oh. uh okay Real quick, let me explain to y'all the name of episode 34. Episode 34 is called uh, Magic City is Black Love. You damn right it is. Because I just don't even understand why anybody would insinuate that those two things stand in opposition to each other. Like, we have to boycott Magic City in honor of Black Love. First of all, Magic City is a Black-owned business, goddamn. I'm not finna boycott no... Black owned business where none of the customers ain't complaining, none of the employees ain't complaining. They got merch, they got amazing wings, they got some happy um, shoe models. Um, they also got temperature checks and folks is in there wearing masks. They're being safe, they're providing a service. Uh, well, y'all was still trying to figure out what the hell to do, and outside was still closed. They brought you virtual strip scrippers. Also, to quote the great orator, Taheed Epps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them strippers. Listen, there's, there's few things that I've done during this quarantine. But one of the things that I did do, I did go to Magic City. Okay. You know, last summer, um, thank you, V. You're my favorite person from South Carolina. Don't tell the mother two niggas who think they are, though, because they're going to get the girls hurt because it's really you. Um, so last summer I was in New York and, you know, the memory popped up on my timeline yesterday Mm -hmm. or the day before that I had been in a strip club and I was like, wouldn't it, it would be me to wait, to go after eight years of not going to the strip club, to go to the strip club in Queens, to leave Atlanta and go to a strip club in Queens. And I did not understand the great service that Magic City provides. And so I got the queens and these bras was dancing in like a bathing suit. And I could not understand, like, I didn't see not near nipple. 
I barely saw a butt cheek and I could not understand it. And then it was like the most last look, lackluster twerking I have ever seen. Like I've seen more ass shake at um, damn L bar on a Saturday than I did in this real life actual strip club. So <laughs> without acknowledging the fool who said it, we just wanted to shout out Magic City today and say that Magic City is black. But, but I'm, let me just say, the black woman who loves me sent me to Magic City. Yes, I'm out. So, you know, and we might go to Magic City together. Don't don't shit on our establishments here in the, hey. the great black city of Atlanta, where black folks go and, and, and enjoy themselves in all different ways, shape, forms, and fashions, uh, because you don't get it. I mean, shout out to the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Wings, um, you know, that man went to pick up wings with his name on it because they got his name on it. He yeah, Magic City alone, bro. That's a battle that you don't want to fight. Trust me. I just really don't understand where it came from, but I'm not going to delve Who into does? I mean, what that man says. You know, because I don't, that's I don't, a lot of wild shit. I don't even know what's going on with that dude. He just became problematic out the blue. So we kicked off the week with uh, the state of Wisconsin back in the news the second time in as many months because of a police officer well the first time he killed a man this time the man is not dead but it's not for lack of the police trying because when you hold somebody's shirt and pop off seven times in their back Mm -hmm. outside of a fucking car with three children in the back seat Mm -hmm. trying to kill that nigga within three minutes within three minutes of interaction Within three minutes. Um, Then we woke up yesterday and some random white thug um, with the assistance of his unfit mother traveled from Wyoming. With the assistance of his mother. Oh yeah, his mama drove him. This 17-year-old man, because if it was a black child, they would call him a man at 17. This 17-year-old man um, was driven by his mother from Wyoming mm-hmm. to Wisconsin with an illegal firearm for the purpose of quote unquote defending businesses from looters. Mind you, them motherfuckers don't own shit. Okay. They don't own not near block in Madison, Wisconsin. But they're this unfit, probably single mother, um, possibly, you know, clearly there's no father in the home. She's probably on drugs. Um, drove this miscreant, this little thug, across state lines with an illegal weapon and then left him there, like dropped him off like he was going to fucking day camp. And he proceeded to shoot three people at point blank range, killing two. Third person has had their arm amputated, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, yesterday, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks first were like, we're not playing shit, we're tired. This is stupid, this doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, one of the players from the Bucks reiterated what um, Kyrie Irving had said, which is that, you know, we probably don't need to be playing basketball this summer because, like, y'all don't understand there's some for real shit going on. Uh, so the Bucks decided to boycott game five of their playoff series against the Magic. Look at me knowing sports. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and you better uh, know about Orlando. Huh? You better know about Orlando. Right. That used to be my team. Gang, <laughs> gang. Um, 
And then yesterday, the Lakers and the Clippers said, yeah, we not, nah, we good. We good on all this shit. Um, we're not playing another game. Season's over for us. Uh, then Udonis Anselm was like, hey guys, like, what are we really doing here if we're not going to have the Lakers and the Clippers? So as of the time we went to bed last night, it sounded as if the whole rest of the season was in jeopardy of being canceled. But at the very least, that the Lakers were like, fuck the shit. And the Clippers were like, fuck the shit. And LeBron actually got on Twitter and cursed and said, okay. fuck the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, less than 24 hours later, everything is back on. Well, everything's not back on, but the NBA is back on. Well, yeah. I mean, everything's back on with the NBA is what I meant. Right. And... Um, also, Naomi Osaka, Haitian Japanese tennis champion, Naomi Osaka, issued a statement yesterday that pretty much was like, and she wrote it in English and in Japanese and said, hey guys, um, I know you wanted to see me watch this semifinal match. I mean, play the semifinal match, but I'm a black woman and as a black woman, fuck this tennis shit. Um, I ain't picking up their racket on Thursday. I don't know what y'all gonna do. Her match has been rescheduled. And uh, explain to me what the, what the NBA decided that they're gonna do. They decided that they're gonna finish the playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah, that was what they, the, the union decided they were going to finish today. Including so the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. Yep. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I'm a little disappointed. Okay. Let's talk about it. Um, I am very proud of the players for making the decision that they did. I'm very proud of the people who stood in support of them, like Kenny Smith and, uh, Chris Webber. Um, and I understand that the point was to spark a conversation and that, you know, basketball players boycotting a basketball match wasn't necessarily going to be the solution that we need to whatever the fuck is going on in the state of Wisconsin and everywhere else in this country where we clearly have a police problem might have something to do with the fact that you're training, uh, police officers for six months and then handing them a gun and putting them out on the street. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and then kind of making it understood that they get to move around with impunity. But um, I don't know that we had a chance to have the conversation that they were trying to spark. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But the one thing that I would say is when, when they decided to play in the bubble in the first place, mm-hmm. this, was, this was after George Floyd. And one of the reasons why they did it was to bring attention to these things. Um, so that means them being in the spotlight, them using basketball as a tool to bring um, light to injustice okay. um, versus them just not being there at all. They, they okay. made that decision. So the decision to walk off yesterday, to be tired was a good decision. I also think that the decision to resume is not a bad decision. And the reason why is, uh, because it's still about the initial mission of why they, they decided to play. And that is to show people um, that there's a problem. And people, it sparked these huge debates. We're sitting here watching Alex Caruso with a Black Lives Matter on the back of his jersey driving uh, to the paint. And that's powerful. It's, it's a powerful message. Uh, whatever they're going to do before the game, like, this is their platform. Okay. If they're not at their platform, then they're not spreading the message. It's just us and them being upset about it. Okay. And that doesn't help either. So I'm not 
mad at them deciding to go back out there. Because like I said, you know, Kyrie, he felt how he felt and decided not to, sh- first of all, Kyrie wasn't showing up anyway, <laughs> because Kyrie don't show up because he always hurt and he was injured. And, you know, That's like annoying. I said, the players decided this is what we're going to do and this is why. And I'm pretty sure after some conversation, they're still on board. They've been showing out this whole time. Right. Every meeting okay. afterwards, you know, when they after the game, hey, yeah. what's up? What's going on with the game? Look, ground and teller killers need to be, you know, locked up. Like they're they're in lockstep. Nobody's delineated except for that one dude from the magic who said Jesus told him to, to stand up and then he heard his and he hurt. Heard himself. Well, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess what I don't know. I think maybe it's just a timeline. I think like I would have really, I don't know, like there's no way nobody, nobody has a nobody has a, a damn um book to this like this shit doesn't make I mean, it, it's gonna it could happen again it. it could happen again in five minutes you know what i, I mean? will like, say i will say this um to black people into allies like it seems impossible to us that people don't know how bad shit is in this country because we're in it but there are really people who do not know and I think it's really, really important to have conversations with people who do not know. Like, and I say this, like, I say this because after Sunday's episode of um, Lovecraft Country, there were like three or four different sites. And it might be the same article because, you know, how a, lot, a lot of these sites are like part of a network or whatever. So it might have just been the same article that ran on three or four different sites. But regardless, three or four different sites ran an article that was like, the sundown towns from Lovecraft Country were a real thing, and all black people were sitting there like, "Were nigga like what yesterday?" Oh, it's like, still sundown towns right now. Right well, they, now. Tried to have, they, they tried to have that. Um, here. So they tried to have a um, when they were telling all the people in Texas, I guess outside of Houston, like, "Oh, we going to have a uh, we going to finna have a uh, a protest in this town," and everybody I know was like, "You better not take your ass over there," and we Listen. knew what that meant. We knew exactly what that means. We knew meant. exactly so, what that means. Um, I have a girlfriend who is white, whose partner is black. She has three children who are mixed boys. Three, three, you know, for all intent and purposes, if you didn't know their mama, you would see them and assume they were three little black boys or at least three little boys of color. Um, when she plans trips and when they plan family outings and, you know, she loves to take the kids around and go see because Georgia, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult Um, One of the difficult things about Georgia is that there's a lot of beauty in the state. Like there's a lot of great things you can go do outdoors. A lot of those things are tied to the Confederacy, right? So it's like, fuck, like, are we just not going to go to any park? Because every park is a fucking um, civil war battleground. But when she plans family outings, she plans them in recognition of the fact that her and her black partner and her mixed babies got to make sure that they're not outside of the Atlanta Metro when the sun goes down. Like that's a real life actual thing. But and that's absolutely crazy. Four mainstream outlets felt the need to confirm to white people that that was a real thing that used to happen. Like, so um, all that to say guys, like I don't, I don't have no fucking answers um, other than to say vote. And when I say vote, I don't just mean for the president, although y'all do need to get that motherfucker out the paint. No, I don't. I don't listen. It's becoming so painfully obvious. Like I I get everybody's got little issues here and there, but dog, we gotta. We have to make that change right now. Right now, 
we should have known that because if you just go look at this, statistically speaking, the moment that motherfucker got in office, everything went to shit. And I'm talking about racially. I'm talking about hate crimes. I'm talking about all that stuff went through the roof. So we all know, I just shared a picture of me, my first time going to Nashville in the airport and they had monkeys hanging from some display in the airport in prison stripes with a, I love Nashville, right? This is the South. These things have always been there, like literally. Um, but now basically Trump said, oh, y'all can come on out now. And that was the plan. That was always Steve Bannon's plan. That's it. Um, that his own, his own, uh, a, a lady from his own administration said that. I guess whoever it was, she was um, one of the secretaries of of, uh, of uh, Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. She, she said, you know, Trump basically gave a dog whistle to white supremacy to say, y'all good, come on out now. That's it. And we saw, we saw, we saw all kinds of racist acts, overt people, overt. you know, pulling up on us on on in, in, in traffic. You know, jumping out the car, yelling at people, black people, Asian people, all this type of stuff. This, this whole China narrative, like, dog, this is all overt racism directly tied to Donald J. Trump and the white supremacists who put him in the White House. Right. Let's let's be clear. This man's entire campaign was run by white supremacists. Steve Bannon is a white supremacist. He comes from that 4chan stormfront world. Let's take it a step further. That motherfucker has this turned this country into such a shit show that one of the fake one of the heads of the alt right movement said, "Hey guys, I'm voting for Biden." No, Richard Spencer said, "We'll I'm talk voting about this." Biden. He said, "Look, let's just put a pin in this um in this alt right shit." Now time, y'all. Now, like he hit him with that 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 meme that gif of of uh, Blue Ivy telling her parents to stop clapping. Like, hey, no, 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 no. let's just. Let's just get so, this shit done. When, when Richard um, Spencer, the dude who got punched in his face for being a Nazi, decides that he's he saying, voting for Biden. I'm voting man. for Biden. Um, guys, don't let Herschel Walker fool you, please. Did he also, ever? <laughs> also, um, now is a really good time. We're about 60 days out, just about roughly a little bit more than 60 days out from the election. Now is a really good time to familiarize yourself with what is going on with your local ballot. Um, yes, yes. Now's a really good time to find out why y'all are worried about Kamala's um, Kamala's uh, record as DA. Just find out who is your DA in your town, and like make. Yo, sure we just got rid of ours. Huh? We just got rid of ours. We just got rid of ours. Because <laughs> he and, wasn't doing you know, it. Some people are saying that the new one is not necessarily any better. But here's the thing: once that motherfucker gets in office, your job is not done. They still work for you. If you hired a nanny, if you hired anything if you had somebody do any job you wouldn't just be like all right you got the job peace out no that's why they give you a 90-day trial period that's why they give you reviews performance reviews that's why every job you've ever had if you've ever had a job has some kind of disciplinary action steps that are outlined for you ahead of time they tell you when you get there hey monica if you're late four times this is going to happen if you're late six times this is going to happen you can't wear this you can't say that whatever once you vote these people in, in into office, you guys, we have, if, if we don't take anything away from the last four years, it is to understand that we can't just be civically minded during election years or around election time. Like we got to be on this shit 27, 365. And when we grew up, 
you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that took care of ourselves. We wasn't waiting for the cops and the police to come, you know, deal with the mess in our neighborhoods. We had right. our own community organizations. You know, we had neighborhood groups. We talked amongst each other. We knew our state rep. He was down the block. We went down there and said, listen, this ain't what it is. You know, uh, whether it was taxes or a pothole or, or a traffic light, you know, whatever it was that was going on. And we got to continue to do that. We have to be, this is on us. The United States, is, it's on us. It's run by people. And when we opt out of our power, that's when other people come take power. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. I'm going to shut up now because somebody told me that I can't vote in this country and I shouldn't be talking about y'all's election. What? <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Where should we go first? Should we go to Nas first or should we go to, to Versus first? Let's go to I'm Nas. I'm so excited about this Nas album. Let's go to Nas. Okay. Um, so Nas released King's Disease yep. on Friday. Um, there's a song on there called The Definition featuring the world famous Brucey e. B. Shouts to the world famous Brucey e. B. Hey. Um, and I still don't know that I necessarily understand what the King's Disease is. I think it's gout. But basically the way that Nas broke it down, he said that it is, you know, you don't have to be rich. It's rich man's disease also is what it's called. Right. It's basically it's, it's the effects that excess will have on your life. Right, it's overindulging space. Overdoing it, overindulgence. Um, so, you know, the project is out. I've listened to it four times. It is gout, by the way. Uh, historically, gout has been called the disease of kings due to its association with rich foods and alcohol consumption, according to uh, the John Hopkins Arthritis Center. So to recap, Ty learned about, uh, wait, we can't hear you, sis. Are you talking to us? No, you know, the kids. Are oh, you talking so. to the guests in your lovely penthouse in Manhattan? Mm-hmm. Back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I found out what iodine poisoning was because of Pimpsy, and now I know what uh, a, another name for gout because of Nas. Education. Education. Um, I've listened to it three times. How many times have you played it? Uh, about, I think, two times through. Okay. Um, there's a lot of really strong records on this. Yes, there are. Um, there's also a couple where Nasir could have just kept his bars and, you know, we could have just had an instrumental for that moment. There's a couple. Yeah. Just me, me. <laughs> so, so overall, I've heard, I've heard, you you know, there's always going to be people who, who criticize Nas's production choices. I think right. it's just baked into some people. Yes, um, yes, 100%. Because they, because they just want a certain Nas. They, oh, yeah, yo, get DJ Premier. Or, yo, Hit Boy did this fucking thing on the show. Hit Boy did his thing. Um, shout to Hit Boy. Shout to Roger, Chai Head. Shout to Audio Anthem. Shout to everybody. But Hit Boy was the main producer, um, co-executive producer on this project. Um, the sound is is it's refreshing. It's still yes. very much in pocket. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that Nas sounds good on. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. Um, so. A lot of... A lot of really, really good um, moments on the project. I, I particularly, the three that stand out to me are the three with the R&B features. Um, even though 
you know, I really want to have a conversation with somebody who knows Charlie Wilson just to know what these Uncle Charlie. Was. Because listen, niggas be asking Uncle Charlie to come through and do the absolute bare minimum. And I just want to know what these conversations be like. Like, hey, Unc, uh, come through and just, you know. Just sing Car 85. Just do runs. And he'd be like, bet. <laughs> I got you, nephew. I got you. Got you. Because he's on somebody else's album where I know that he was credited on one song, but he was only but he's actually there too. On um, what's the name? Amine's album. He's mm-hmm. on Amine's album. He's on Nas's album. Like he just pulls up. Like it's almost like he'll call these niggas and be like, hey, nephew, what you doing? Shit, uh, you know, in the stoop. I'm about to pull up. This this reminds me, and, and hip hop enthusiasts will get this. This reminds me of when Ice Cube came to the East Coast and did an album with the Bomb Squad. Okay. Um, this is Nas on the West Coast. Okay. But this is Nas on West Coast hip hop. This is this is real hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you you see features from people like Anderson Pop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you see Nas. This is like L.A. Nas. You know what I'm saying? This is like the Queens dude, like out in L.A. And we've also seen him in the studio with Dre and, you know, all those guys or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they're talking about doing a firm project. So that's the that's the word on the street, too. Let's, let's talk about that right quick. Okay. Foxy um, Brown. Ingrid, let, me, let me just say, my Virgo sister, who was born on the same day as me. I didn't know that. Came through and absolutely slaughtered that verse. Like, what? absolutely. To, so much to the point where... I think I want to hear a Foxy Brown album. Um, I think I had too high of an expectation of that album, of that song. And let's 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 go back real quick, right? Um, my name is Ty because Inga Marchand dropped an album called China White. And if Inga was going to have a damn drug nickname, <laughs> so the fuck was I. And so when she was China White, I was Chocolate Tie. And that's the fuck it was. And, <laughs> you know, we've heard this story before. If you know me, you've heard the story before. But I've like, before. that is how much of a Foxy Brown fan I am. Okay. Um. Also, like, I might be one of the only people that y'all know. Well, maybe not one of the only. But I, I am a person who still, like, whips out that Firm album every so often and runs it. It's happened, it's happened, uh, well, maybe not this decade because it's 2020, but it's happened this century. Like, That's it's right. happened in the past five five years or so. I mean, probably in the past two years. Um, so I think I need to go back and listen to it again because what happens is I think that song with the rest of the project is one of those points where you can kind of lose focus on it. Like if you have it in the background, that song is not one that jumps and gets you necessarily. So for me on that one, Nas came the lightest on that track. Okay, I can see that. Um, Who was first? I believe uh, AZ was first. I think it was AZ, Cormega. Um, Now mind you, Cormega, is an original firm member. A lot of y'all might know um, the firm with Nature. Um, nature don't fuck with Nas. Nas don't fuck with Nature. Cormega didn't fuck with Nas for a while, but you know they fixed that up. So right. I would like to see like a new edition style firm with all of the members. But you know, aren't they still beefing with Nature? I don't know. I mean, you know, Nas is not came out ten years ago. Okay, so they might be. You know, 
But I mean, and, you know, I mean, Nas is beat with a lot of people when they made up. I would just like to hear that if we're going to do a firm project. But, okay. you know, just to bring it back to, to King's Disease, I thought that was a good moment for hip hop to hear Foxy again. Because yes. we haven't heard from her in so long. Yes. You know, she's been through some shit, has some, you know, things with, with her hearing and all kind of stuff going on. But she yes. was sliding on that joint. Um, Car 85 was an interesting yes. moment for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad to see Lil Dirk out here getting his getting his coins. Yes. Um, popping up on all types of joints. He's been a solid MC. Holding Chicago down for a long time. I think the overall, Don Tolliver you know, feature almost made me not hate LMA anymore. <laughs> made me realize that, like, all of a sudden, now that we're not hearing that song every ten minutes, that it was actually right. a good song. Yeah. Um, and I actually and like Spicy. I love Spicy. Let me tell you what fucked up Spicy for me though. I love Spicy so much that today's episode was going to be called Kalo K, but it was going to be spelled like a gringo. Like a gringo. Spicy for me, almost fucked up spicy for me is that I fucked around and actually paid attention to what Fabio was saying. Uh, don't do that. Um, it's not that he wasn't rapping well. I want to say that. Like it's not that he wasn't, you know, he 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 was. He was, it was an adequately written and performed verse. Right. It's just what the fuck he was talking about. That made me realize maybe I'm old. <laughs> and also I mean, brought us back to what you were saying about Nas last week, which is that Nas always kind of positions himself as this, you know, like almost conscious, higher level MC. But like, man, that nigga loves him some misogyny, don't he? But here's the thing, right? My problem Ooh. with my, my my biggest problem with that, and I think a lot of us is Nas just never embraced that part of him. Like he'd always play it off, but it, it's always been on full display. Right. You know what I'm saying? And anybody who ever took a dig at him, you know, like Hope said, you know, is it is it black girl loss or is it shorty owe you for ice? Um, you know, and it, that's always been like the duality of Nas. I'm here for duality. I'm I mean, here I am for, too. for people, you know, as long as it's not harmful, you know, embracing the trash side of them a little bit. You know, we all got a little hood in this. We all, you know, get a little inappropriate um, as long as it's not, you know, too far. But Nas is just always like the Doja Cat line. You know what I mean? Like even to go back to that, like I don't think people really had a problem with it. We got it was a bar and it was funny, but it's just like, it makes you think of all the trash shit that Nas has done to women. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or allegedly or whatever, however that works, you yeah. know. But it, it just kind of takes you back to there. So, I, I mean, you know, it, so the it's like, a part of life. I could take, you know, the hook on 27 Summers starting with Bitch. Like, it don't bother me at all. Like, I really enjoyed that song because I'm a problematic nigga, my, my goddamn self. But... I woke up this morning with my ears of a 40-year-old and really paid attention to what Fabio Sporn was saying on that song. And the whole verse is just mm, cringy. But anyway. Well, he's a kid, nice. you know, still. So, you know, Fabio's still still a kid. He actually put out a song that I like today. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah, I mean, I, fu yeah. I fuck with, like, this is, again, the I had no problem with Fabio's performance 
Mm-hmm. It's just like I said, some people, you just got to kind of go, a lot of music. Y'all, I, I basically grew up in Florida. A lot of music that I love. <laughs> you just can't pay attention to what the fuck niggas is saying. Like, you can't hone in, like, to the bar. Because so, you're either going to catch somebody saying something really, really incorrectly, like peripheral, or like like uh, Rick Ross's line about yes, baby making in the Mandeves. Well, even <laughs> no, I'm just talking about the the pop, you know, the the Molly line, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. She or didn't like even the, know it. Like the line, like that would be automatic cancellation these days. If if if, if that came out today. Oh man! I mean, a lot of people have canceled him. You know what I mean? A lot not of people enough. Are like not enough. I don't like Kamala, but y'all still listening to Rick Ross? Who said that? What kind of? How does that work? A, a cop because he used to be a cop. Y'all call Kamala a cop, but y'all listen to the former CEO. I don't know, sis. I don't even speak English. For first of all, okay? CEOs ain't cops. If any, English ain't listen, even my listen. first language. CEOs is about, and this is it, even if you watch a movie from other countries, CEOs about the dirtiest people in the mm-hmm. damn in the damn world. Right. And CEOs get everything into the jail. Everybody in jail, they're smoking and drinking, and having a good time. They got cell phones. They they, they, they bring up whole women in there. <laughs> they doing all kind of stuff. So with the inmate, uh, yeah. You know, I thought about that one, and I was like, I don't know about this whole CO was the lame thing because. But you know, it's just the fact that he acted like it never happened. All right, so facts. Um, y'all did all of that thumping about how Jay Z likes to steal Nas's thunder over a fucking Pharrell song that y'all niggas didn't even like. I liked it. Huh? I liked it. I loved it. And but then, I mean, you know, when whatever. you see the video, when you... Well, that's what took me over the top. The video, like, what? That shit's art. What? That is black art right there. That was Dog, do you understand that Pharrell Williams... And Sean Corey Carter, do you understand the amount of money that these two men have, the power that they yield, the power that they yield? Because y'all, you know, Pharrell don't operate on this side of things. And so y'all be forgetting how many things Pharrell has his hands in, um, tech-wise, fashion-wise, film-wise, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, For them to, you know, I don't know how long the video is, but it is a whole commercial for small black businesses. And then let me say what really did it. Did you watch the credits? Oh yeah. All those businesses overseas gave me goosebumps. Look, I, I couldn't imagine. I already know people who went in order. I got a homie, shout out to my guy, BK. He mm-hmm. was like, oh, doggy treat. Oh yeah, I'm ordering from them. That's what I'm I, doing. The, the dog treat place? Right, yeah. Yeah, so, the tropaws. You know, Kiko about to be decked out in tropaws. So, I mean, but just the economic presence that they bought for those people in there like that's a major thing that they didn't have to do but but it's 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 what they've been doing you know what i mean like every time these guys step up they just you like pharrell don't do all the talking right that's the action you know he uses art as his action yeah hove has been doing both for 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 as long as we can remember, March yeah. Day. Because if you pay attention, like, one of the one of the businesses showcased, she was. They were like, it was a bakery, and they were like, everybody told her no except Jay Z. Except for Jay Z. Um, yeah. and y'all didn't know anything about this him being an investor in this bakery until that video. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, y'all want to be mad because Jay Z raps about capitalism, yada yada. What are you doing? What are you doing? I asked a question on Facebook. I think I asked it on Twitter too, but I got more conversation out of it on Facebook. I said, "Who do you think puts more energy towards Sean Corey Carter? Is it his super fans, or is it his super haters?" His super haters. Yes, and see, everybody who said super haters just said that his haters, two maybe three words. I'm a Jay Z super fan. And I let that, I mean, I don't worry about what's going on with that man every day. I already know what type of person he is. That's why I support him. I'm a super fan of two people. And and even, I went through my Google photos and I was just looking back, you know, at different stuff. And I've been a super fan of LeBron James and I'm a super fan of Jay-Z, right? But I'm a super fan of them for not only being great at what they do, but for the type of people that they've always been. Right. Right. Even, even as a young man, LeBron was, always he always said things that let you know like one of my favorite quotes is i'm not even supposed to be here and that's what lebron said like yo we're not even i'm not even supposed to be in this position dog right i'm from akron i'm from nothing i came from the projects like i, I grew up on a block where half the half the, the houses didn't even have electricity like come on mm. dog. like hove always spoke on the position that he's come from these guys have always had this i'm growing and i'm bringing the community with me vibe with and me. they've done it in action, look at Rich Paul. Look at look at look at all the hoes, homies. Look at look at the, the squad. Everybody that's around him. He's brought his brothers with him. They've right. done nothing but uh, pour their money into the community from right. every level. Kids, uh, old people. They they've attacked the system. They've done everything they can. And the only people that got an issue with them is people who hate them. That's it, literally. So. so- all the people who said they're haters, like I said, the answers were maybe two words, maybe three words. There are two whole ass essays on that thread about how the fans are clearly the ones that have to do mental gymnastics to be okay with him doing and saying the things that he does. And you got to go out of your way to still continue to support him and act like he's still a, a grade A rapper. What? Okay. Okay, cool. I like that was my answer. Okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, kudos to them. Uh, again, another thing that I posted this week that I wanted to kind of say here is that, you know, like I really, um, it was highlighted to me when somebody tried to take offense to, um, WAP saying that this wasn't the time to be making club music and this wasn't the time. Listen, I just want to say how soothing it is to my soul. (laughs) Since I had to fix his glasses. (laughs) But I just wanted to say how soothing it is to my soul that Black people, yes, Black artists are making songs of protest. They're making songs about their anger, um, you know, and the fans are responding in kind. You know, look at look at Lil Baby, look at uh, the baby and Rockstar and the remix, how the remix continues to keep them on top. Um, Raheem Devon is dropping a song on Friday called um, uh, Marvin Used to Say. And that song is coming Friday, August 28th is a really like a big deal because the 28th of August is the anniversary of the March on Washington. It's also the anniversary of, I believe, the Voting Rights Act. Um, I'm actually going to pull that up so that I'm not saying this incorrectly. It's also the anniversary of the day Emmett Till was killed. Um, it is also the anniversary of the day that um, Barack Obama accepted the uh, Democratic nomination for president. Wow. Um, so it's also a day that is earmarked for giving to uh, Black nonprofits and nonprofits that serve Black causes. 
Uh, so you guys can look up the hashtag give 828 um, and see that. But yeah, uh, Raheem Devon is dropping some new music. That's protest music. But I also love to see people drop songs of Black pride. We need that. We need to celebrate being unapology Black. Like the vibe of ultra Black is so dope. Like just the feeling of that track to me is so dope. Um, you know, the same thing with, with Black Entrepreneur, with Black Parade. And, you know, of course, all the songs don't have to say Black in them, but it just so happened that they kind of have, and it's okay. People got to um, realize that we, we, we have been programmed to believe that Blackness is a curse. Right. Worldwide, globally, in every country and culture, we've been taught to believe that Black is bad. So how do you fight that? By doing the opposite. I am completely here for saying black is this, black is that. You know, we got to understand that we have to flip the script. We got to change yeah. the narrative. We have to. That's all we have because that's what people live by. People live and die by the narrative. It yeah. doesn't matter what the truth is or what none of that shit. It's the perception. Perception is a thousand percent reality. And if a kid grows up and they think, oh, the bad guy wears black and all this bullshit, mm -hmm. um, then that's what they're gonna perpetuate in life. Even mm -hmm. if you're a black kid, you know what I'm saying? So you wonder why we got all these, these raccoons out here uh, because they've grown up in a world where blackness is seen as a negative. And some of them can't take it. So they go the other way. You wonder why, oh, how black people be Republicans? How can they be this easily? because they've been bombarded with negative images. If you were bombarded with negative images or something and everybody told you that you was this and you was that, why wouldn't you want to be not that thing? Right. So that's that's a, a, a very, very logical line of thought for a lot of folks. So it ain't me, but yeah, it ain't I me. get it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it yo. It ain't me. It listen, was the Voters' Right Act, by the way, that was voted listen, in- Black to, things, uh, Black teens into law on uh, on on uh, August 28th, 50 years ago. Nice. 50 years, guys. Nice. Women have only been allowed to vote for 100. Black folks have only been allowed to vote for 50. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is not ancient history. Anyway, um, yeah. Lovecraft so, Country is amazing, by the way. Lovecraft Country is so good. Oh my God. It's so good that I kind of almost want to not watch the rest of the season and wait till all the episodes are and out. Let it, let it just, I might, I might. But it's, it's I already a, know that I'm going to watch it again. Just like um, Umbrella Academy, I went back after I finished season two, I went back and started over. Because um, I really, really enjoy that show. Uh, but also Lovecraft. What I really, really love about Lovecraft Country is the way that they kind of just drop in current music. Um, ah, yeah, no, that was fire. I remember when they did the Tierra Wax song. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's current music, but it's not necessarily popular music. Um, and right. I love those those things that drive people to go look it up. I can't wait to see how this plays out. I want to read the book. Um, and one of my friends actually worked on the um on the the show, and he said that a lot of the crew was reading as they were filming because no, I don't read once it. you start to see the story, like like I said, like I want to see what the hell else is going on. Episode two, Mini Monsters is like, bro, episode two, listen, if you haven't watched this show yet, I'm about to drop a spoiler. I'm gonna give you 
10 seconds to Oh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. Come on. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not it's really not a spoiler, fair. but it's just like the storyline that looks like it ended in episode two. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, wait. No. <laughs> gotta, no, 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 no. You got to talk in code. Huh? <laughs> you got to talk in code. We don't want to mess it up with nobody. That storyline. Anyway. But, but please, um, make sure y'all check it out. Country yet do that. Um, and shouts to Michaela Cole to her show. Uh, I may I may destroy you. Uh, the season ended on Monday. Fucking amazing from beginning to end. It was a rough watch in some parts, um, but it was so well done. Um, and I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the season of the shy as well. It's I I need somebody Showtime log, log in. They handled moving away from what happened last year, and this year has been action packed. I mean, like, Heard it was something. It, it was it was some some really powerful topics discussed. Um, so yeah, you people know, mad. I know about mad. one storyline, and people oh, are mad. Of course, people are mad. I mean, people it, are it's, mad like it doesn't happen in real life. It's a lot. Like it, it it's a lot, but it's definitely yeah. It's steeped in realism. Like I love that show because it's steeped in realism when I see it I see Chicago I see mm-hmm. real people I see places like Chicago I see real occurrences things that are actually happening in our communities and that is ultra important that we see reality on TV and right. now mind you Lena's got a couple different things going on on TV and it's dope because none of them feel the same yes. you know uh if you watch uh 20s 20s mm-hmm. is another great show that comes from a completely different angle, completely. Um, but it's also somebody's truth. You know what I mean? So that's what we need. We need variety. We need, um, you know, all her shows are, are, are diverse. You know, even even being even being from a black point of view, they still offer diversity. Yeah. And and it's you know, it. I'm here yeah, for it. I'm here for all these amazing uh, black and brown uh, filmmakers and and you know showrunners and all that stuff just just showing their ass right now. So yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay. So oh, I need oh, to... oh, I got one more. So the homie from Hamilton, mm-hmm. right? Loving it's called uh Love in the Time of Rona. It's on uh Hulu. And I'm and I'm glad somebody thought of that because Love in the Time of of, of of Cholera is one of my favorite books because Gabrielle Marquez yeah. Gab, Gabrielle Garcia Marquez is one of my favorite authors. And I was like, somebody should like somebody should write a Love in the Time of Corona, and they sure enough did. Have you watched the so, whole thing? Is the whole thing out? Uh, no, no I, I I haven't even started. I watched the interview yesterday. He did an interview um, locally with the TV station in Atlanta. So it's it's on Hulu now. I'm definitely, I'm about to dip into it so we can talk about it next week. Okay, bet. Um, okay, so I have a question. Um, and I should have paid attention because Just Blaze was explaining it the other day. Shouts to Just Blaze. Um I didn't even mean to say it that way, but there you go. <laughs> Just blaze. Just blaze. <laughs> um, which is so funny because like he and I, like I've, I've watched people do that to him. Like they'll walk past him. They won't just walk up to him and say, you know, hey, are you? they'll walk past and, and then they'll do like, <laughs> I can't. Like y'all are funny. Um, but anyway, so somebody asked, "What's up with you know?" We saw we saw No ID sell his his catalog about two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Then last week we saw hip hypnosis. I'm gonna week. say yeah, I'm gonna say it's hypnosis, but it, it looks like hypnosis. It looks like hypnosis. Uh, so hypnosis <laughs> songs acquired a fifty percent stake in the copyright and writer's share of uh, RZA. 
And so I wanted you to, you know, like in a blanket way, because we obviously we know that all of these things are not, um, all these deals are not going to be the same, but just kind of break that down a little bit. What's going on with, with these, uh, these catalog deals. Okay. So um, Hypnosis is a company that was started by Nile Rogers of Chic and his longtime manager. Um, it's London-based. So uh, basically what they're doing is they're buying up song catalogs and publishing catalogs, and then they're helping um, to exploit those things. So if you're familiar with the way fun, it's a fund. So if you're familiar with the way funds work, I know in a, a lot of people know funds in real estate. So it's when a, when a company goes and gets investors and then they decide to target certain properties to go buy. So they, they did a round of funding. They went and started buying up catalogs. Um, they bought Pooh Bear's catalog. They bought, um, what's the petty guy? Uh, they bought the Dreams catalog at 75%. They, he joined the fund as an investor. They bought No IDs recently. They bought Blondie. Um, they bought some tremendous, tremendous catalogs. Um, and they're, you know, they bought No IDs catalog as well. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to exploit the copyrights on both the writing and the publishing side to make money for their investors. So it, it, it's smart. You know what I'm saying? Um, people have been doing the catalog thing for a while, but the way they're doing it, you know, they're like, okay, cool. We're going to raise $300 million and then go buy up five to 10 catalogs with that money, exploit and make money off of that, and then re-up and do it again. So okay. it's looking it's looking kind of crazy because every week you get your music business news and they're buying up huge catalogs, crazy songs, um, John to Austin, you know, all these things. So they're dipping into all these spaces, mm -hmm. rock space, they're dipping into R&B, they're dipping into hip hop. And now they got 50 percent of the Rizzles. They also in recent months have bought the catalogs of No Ideas, we said, uh, Blondie, um, Mark Ronson, Barry Manilow, Rodney Jerkins. So, you know, they're in there. And then one of the things that, um, that uh, Just Blaze was saying is that, you know, some of these deals also, it's only for a certain amount of time or until the catalog yields a certain amount of money. Right. Um, yeah. There's a buyback option for some of these. So, mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're selling it and then you're not going to make any more money off of it at all. No, nah, so so specifically with the Blondie deal, which they, they released a little bit of the, the details, mm -hmm. you know, Blondie was like, you know, we're, we're happy to partner with Hypnosis to export our catalog. So they're making money alongside right. of the company. Also, like I said, and, and, and they're doing it. So it's funny because no, nobody has the same deal. Right. Everybody's got their own kind of deal. So like I said, Riz is doing 50%. Um, the dream did 75% and then he bought in as a, you know, an ownership team and he's helping like recruit people. So mm -hmm. um, they're doing like these specialized deals with creators. So trust me, they're giving out bags. They got the infrastructure to make money off of these catalogs. You know, you got somebody, you got a great musical, you have great musical minds. How much money has she generated over the generations? First right. of all, shout to Focus. We can't talk about Sheik, but I'm talking about my big brother, Focus. That's the father. Focus, whose father is one of the baddest bass players of all time. Co-founder um, of the band. And Niles' partner, um, uh, Bernard Edwards. They used to be the Big Apple Band. There's a funny story behind that, too. Um, but so, you know, Niles knows what he's doing. Y'all y'all, y'all seen what he's done with Daft Punk and all these things. Like, 
he's smart, he's savvy, he understands the industry, and he wants to give opportunity to other mm-hmm. artists. So I, I, I criticize a lot of deals, but for this, I really feel like this is something that's good for the creators. This is this is a great deal, um, and and you know you know, in in our viewpoint where we work at, we'd have, we'd have heard if there was something that was fishy or if people had an issue. And I haven't heard anything negative about any of these, of these deals at all. Nothing. Right. Um, guys, let me say this. Now that uh, all the Zooms every afternoon at 6 p.m. are over, <laughs> uh, now that, you know, the now that people are entering the second phase of this thing, which is, oh shit, this is really life now. Uh, let's try to figure this out. Now's a great time to go back and revisit some of these Zooms that y'all signed up for. A lot of them asked you for your email. They sent you a recap afterwards. Um, I know that um, Eddie Blackman, who's been doing the ANR series, he's actually started uploading those as a podcast. You can find those on your podcast platforms. Um, go back and study some of these things, you guys, because we're not... The music business is not coming out of this thing the same. Like y'all gotta no, understand. At all. Y'all gotta it's understand. It's not a bad that, thing like, at all. Everything has changed. <clears throat> but you know what I'm saying? What they thought they knew about streaming has changed. Uh, what we thought we, we still have no way of knowing what performances are gonna look like for real for the next two to five years. Um, so, you know, now's a great time to go look into all these other ways that people are doing and making money and now's really a good time for you to you know start cutting out some of these middle people we don't need them you don't need them it's a perfect time right now for people that create music to get money in music and you don't need labels you don't need just get you a nice little attorney to consult and uh read some books yeah um this would be a great time for us to have a sponsor but we do not so we're going (laughs) to say that this week the show is being brought to you by uh by Bounce Gang Records, and it's being brought to you by, um, oh my God, what is it? The the new home of the credit check? Freemusiccredits.com. Freemusiccredits.com. It's being brought to you by Yesterday's News. Um, <laughs> in other words, it's being brought to you by me and Sis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. Let's talk about music real quick. So we talked about Black, uh, black Entrepreneur. Um, at some point this week, I saw something about uh, Mariah Carey and Lauryn Hill feature, and people were really excited. Mm-hmm. Somehow I knew better. Mm-hmm. And I went and listened to it today. It's called Save the Day. And let me tell you the two things that disappoint me about that song. Number one, there's too much great protest music out there or movement music or you know whatever you want to call it. Um, and Mariah Carey is too big of an icon for that to be her con- her contribution to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It felt very <laughs> kids bop, very Disney movie. We're gonna change the world to me. Mm-hmm. Secondly, that Lauren Hill quote unquote feature, y'all, it's a goddamn sample of "Killing Me Softly" by the Fugees. Yep. And it's upsetting me and my girlfriends. Why? Why couldn't we get a real actual feature? Isn't this the second time recently like somebody was like, hey, Lauren Hill. And it's like, nah, not really. I think it is. <clears throat> it, it is. Somebody had a Lauren Hill verse and then come to find out it wasn't nothing new at all. It wasn't necessarily something that we hadn't heard before, but it definitely wasn't new. 
So here's here's a, uh, an interesting tidbit. Another thing about the 28th is it's the last day that albums and songs can get in to be considered for the 2021 Grammys. For the so, what? For the Grammys? Yep. So we might see. Oh, because they moved that months. this year, right? Yeah. Okay. So we might see a bunch of shit just kind of come out today. Okay. Um, what we got in terms of singles this year, I want to go, for, I mean, this week, I want to go, I want to save Big Sean for last. Um, so B.O.B. dropped the joint called Slizzy City. I don't know why city is spelled with an S, but it is. Um, Cohesion, maybe. Huh? <laughs> Cohesion, maybe. Maybe he's a blood now. Who knows? Um, I'm joking, guys. B.O.B. is not in the gang. Um, he is. He's in the Flat Earth gang. Flat Earth gang. Um, there is a switch up about three quarters of the way through the song that I enjoyed a lot. Um, this is the Bob that I always want to get. This is the Bob that I very rarely get on albums. And I told him that once and everybody in the room looked around and was like, gasp. And I was like, why? They were like, I met him doing haters everywhere we go. This is the Bob I want. Right. Yeah. I want, uh, you know, like Travis I Porter want the point with two chains. I want, um, that's the Bob. We like that B.O.B. No, we like yeah. that Travis. I love that Travis Porter-ish B.O.B. Yes. That, that Rocco-ish that Atlanta B.O.B. Yes, <laughs> right. Atlanta B.O.B. So Atlanta B.O.B. bike. Um, I was really excited when I saw ASAP Ferg featuring Lil Wayne and Jay. Well, I wasn't excited about Jay Guapo because I don't know who he is. And I don't understand why you have a G.W.U. in front of the A. Because there had to be another Jay Guapo. I got to say Gu- Guapo because. Uh, you, you know, I mean, it's rappers. Like somebody had took it already, so. He and, get it on and coming up with a different name was clearly out of the question. <laughs> nah, couldn't do that. Nah, that was not. That's his street name. So the option was adding a letter. Well, I'm you know what? It. Like, thank God for small favors. At least he didn't turn the 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 U into a V or the A into a V. Then I would have really been confused. But anyway, was um, she hating on bounce game? Was that a, was that a dig? Did she just pop pop shots fired? No, not at all. It was me. It was a dig at myself for being old. <laughs> It was a dig at myself for being old. And we love you either way, Ty. It don't matter. Huh? It don't matter. Do whatever you want. We love you. You know, either. having an old, unadaptable brain that just be like, I don't understand, Tori Lanez. Um, Nobody understands him. the end of your career, friend. Look at that. Um, moment of silence for Tori Lanez's career. <laughs> Fucker. Um, not for him, though. At all. At all. Fuck that guy. Um, do I need to go back and listen to this No Ceilings record again? Did I not give it, did I, do I need nope. to listen to it in the car, maybe? No. Or were you also disappointed? So, uh, shout out to Axel Beats. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a Brooklyn, really situation. Yeah, it's kind of like a Brooklyn drilly vibe. Um, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't catch me the first time. Okay. I, I, I think Little Wayne just does the hook. Um, it was cool. It, did, it didn't do it for me. But the thing was, after hearing Fivio, um, another song, I didn't want to hear this either. Because it's like, that's a lane. And I think like everybody's trying to get on that like drill lane, mm-hmm. whatever. And this one just didn't work for me. I'm a, I'm by a the way, I listener. think that's why I like Fabio on Nas's album, because it wasn't a drill beat. Right. And it, and it caused him to stretch himself a little bit. And he, and he handled it well. Um, but yeah, no, this this ASAP Ferg Lil Wayne didn't do 
nowhere near what I thought it was going to do for my life at all. Mm. Uh, <laughs> also, this Corday joint. Y'all know I love Corday. So I love Corday. Um, I, I I would say this one. You might want to go back because I know we kind of caught it at the last second. No, the reason why the reason why it didn't work from it felt like Corday was trying a style that didn't necessarily work for him and so he almost sounded like back in the day when New York niggas was trying to get on down south beats and they thought that meant they had to rap fast yeah um I feel you I, I haven't listened to it enough um I liked it when I first heard it okay um, now I but yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Like, like, what people need to realize is, like, we this song literally just came out today. So this is how all the okay. press is. This is like, you know, first thoughts. And sometimes you gotta live with the song. Um, okay. I'm, I'm probably not gonna go back to that uh, ASAP Ferg <laughs> joint. If I hear that somewhere, you know, sometimes you hear it in a different form or something, and it just it goes off. Shout out to the, the way club. It's to. The club but, has rescued the reputation of so many songs for me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but the Corday joint, I'm gonna definitely give it a, a next another, another listen. listen. I'll do it because you said so. Um, what else did we have this week? Travis I don't have it on the list, but Tia Savage is getting ready to drop a new album or just dropped a new album. She did an amazing performance on The Tonight Show. Mm. Listen, they set up an all-white box in the middle of the fucking desert. Her and her band, um, she has a song called, oh, damn, I forget what it's called, Something Love. I'm about to look it up. Um, and she performed that, and it was so good. Um, the performance was so dope, like the way, the visual of it. And that's what I love about Tiwa Savage. Tiwa Savage... Um, if you watch her, there are a couple of videos, a couple points in her career where you could tell that somebody thought it might be a good idea to um, to maybe lighten her skin or make her look mm. like she was lighter. Uh, but Tiwa Savage is the most beautiful shade of chocolate. She's like one of those people who just is a really, really pretty girl. Like her face, her just her facial features are fucking amazing. And then she's super talented. And I think she brings a certain level of glam to the Afrobeat world and just glam to like the idea that people have in their minds when they think about Africa. So even the idea of them performing in the middle of a desert in Nigeria somewhere, like, and just being fly and decked out. Hey, Niger. Um, super dope Shout to me. Nigerian massive. Shouts to Oman. Oman Niger is, is what the folks would be saying. Um, and so the song that she performed the other day was uh, Dangerous Love. And then she just released a joint with Sam Smith called mm. uh, Big Things. Called Temptation. So good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that Sam Smith, you know, is accepting his role as one of the white folks that can sing soul music and have us be receptive. Um, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, big shout out to my favorite. Uh, British, African, and Caribbean comedy show, Famalam. They've started season three, folks. So for you guys who have not gotten on board, um, especially for my Caribbean folks and my African folks in the States, make sure y'all check out Famalam season three, uh, support global black shows. Um, so uh, Big Sean is dropping a new album. 
Yep, Detroit 2. Detroit 2, executive produced by Hitboy and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. So Hitboy is 2020, Mike Will made it. No, Hitboy is on fire. I'm going to let you talk he about that real quick fire. while I uh, feed this dog so she's ready to leave when I have to leave. Yeah, man, Hitboy is, is having quite the moment. And I mean, you know, Hitboy's also uh, doing a project with Conway. So Hitboy is is delivering his sound. And you got to remember, when Hitboy really popped off in 2012, you know, uh, with Niggas in Paris and that whole, you know, good music wave, like, we were we were like, holy shit. And shout out to Chase and Cash, man. You know, you had the whole uh, the surf crew. Um, but you had somebody from California. He's not from L.A. He's from the IE, I believe, um, bringing a a hip hop sound, you know, that wasn't like just the normal West Coast sound. He's from Fontana, California originally. So, you know, that was fire. And that was just something that was was new on the scene. His sound was super him. And to have him, uh, even even after watching him battle uh, with Boy Wonder and have them trade catalog, you know, it's dope that people are remembering how fire Chauncey Hollis is. And if you have not, he put out a project called the Chauncey Hollis Project that mm-hmm. came out in parts that y'all should definitely go check out because he's nice on the mic too. But Hit Boys is, is is just fire. So like I said, man, I'm glad Hit Boys having a moment. But Hit Boys been that dude. He's real in the studio. You know, he's that type of dude. So it's good to see that he's out here killing. And hopefully that can. Um... Well, actually, no, if we take this, if this, we take this new joint, this first single off of um, off of Big Sean's project is called Deep Reverence featuring Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. And if this is any indication of what we have to look forward to, I'm with it. So a lot of folks are saying this is one of their favorite Big Sean verses in a long time. Um, yeah, it's, it I'm seems on- more personal than a lot of other stuff. Like it seems very um, centered. So Big Sean is one of the most effortlessly talented people we have in hip hop in the last 20 years. Like yeah. he could do anything. He could give anybody anything. He could write for anything. He can, he can rap with anybody. You know, a lot of people have assimilated big Seanisms, you know, things that were very him into their rap styles. But, you know, he's also given us so much that we just forget how dope he is. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, it's probably with Jane Aiko, like the man is just, he, he's a, a renaissance dude. You know what I'm saying? But Detroit was a moment. Detroit, too. I expect that to be a moment, too. Um, so, I'm like, I'm super, super, super looking forward to this. But Deep Reverence, man, just to hear Nip with some fresh music, and he sounded natural. It didn't sound forced. It didn't sound like it, didn't it sound wasn't like meant. Biggie, the posthumous it Biggie. didn't sound like Biggie duets. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? So, uh, it sounded more like 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 Pac what well, Pac had in the stash than yes. uh, what they did to my 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 man Big. So yes, um, uh, you know that's always a, a, a treat. Um, you know, rest in peace to the, the late great neighborhood Nip. Uh, Detroit Two comes out in two weeks. Comes out on September fourth. Well, not two weeks. Next week comes out on September fourth. And because I have to go get on my soccer auntie hustle. We fit to close the show out a little quicker than what we normally do. But y'all tell us, you know, um, if you like this, this one minute, I mean, one hour and 10 minutes-ish 
if you like that better than when Sis and I just go on and on and on. Because we'd my be kids, having a party. My kids like it, but we'd be having a good time. You know? We'd be having a good time. And honestly, I'll tell you what, like you get, you don't even get, you know, the full audio when you listen on the, like we have a whole party on the live and then, you know, we, we, we pare it down and act civilized with y'all. But I will tell you this, um, didn't get a chance to check out that Bryce Vine project. Um, so I'm going to go back and listen to that that came out last week um, because I really fuck with him. And, uh, you know, I want us to talk about it next week. I definitely want us to, you know, we're going to figure out a way. We're going to we're going to pull together like Voltron and go back to like actually doing chopping blocks where we actually go through track by track and talk about an album. We kind of did that with Nas today almost. And it felt good. Uh, this Friday, we've got the God Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Another uh, he's coming out with Full Tape Volume 3. Brother, yes, sir. We've got the goddess Tiwa Savage. Like I said, she is coming out with a project. It's called Celia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming out this Friday. Also, Tony Braxton is coming out with a new joint. Mm-hmm. Um Madden 21 soundtrack is dropping. Mm-hmm. And we've heard a couple joints from there, and they're pretty good. Yep. Pretty good. Katy Perry with um, an original on here that I was excited about. We got Katy Perry dropping. Um, she's dropping Smile, 12 new tracks. Original, original. Brent Fires. I just saw his name on a list. Um, I think Brent Fires, people, Brent Fires has a rap name. And so people forget that he's an R&B singer. Um, <laughs> or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm just people. Brent Maybe Fires doesn't sound like he's going to sing to me. Brent Fires sound like he's Dylon Jr. Well, you know, that's that DC shit. Get that hot fire. The Locks album is dropping. The Locks album is coming out this Friday as well. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got to check this one. I got to check what? this one real quick. Is this the Saigon? Yes, yes. I saw that somewhere else. Saigon. Yes, seven tracks. Okay. It's called 777 The Resurrection. Okay, he's got Marsha Ambrosius, Chris Calico, uh, Clem Rashad, and Kooji Rat. I'm going to go ahead and bet that that Marsha Ambrosius feature was produced by, by Just Blaze. Actually, no, shit, it was produced by Street Runner. Shouts to Street Runner. Well, I'm, I'm going to go even further and say the Street Runner did multiples because Clem Rashad is his artist. Okay. So. So Saigon, we will check for that. Uh, we'll uh, check for the locks. Tony Braxton. And we'll check for that, Tony. Uh, and, um, also, I ain't gonna hold you after that, after the remix that we heard last week with Madonna and Missy Elliott, I'm kind of excited about this Club Future Nostalgia remix album that Dua Lipa is dropping. I would yeah. much rather you guys give me a remix album where you remix all 19 songs on your original than you give me some funky ass uh, deluxe that's just the same shit, but three extra right. songs. Or 20 mm-hmm. extra songs. Stephen Victor. Facts. <laughs> you could have just gave us a pop smoke album in 2021 anyway um yeah that's 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 this week's show that's it. that's it that's it that's all Thank i have y'all for tuning in man we appreciate you guys for being here of course the chopping block is the audio iteration of two things that we do on the internet one is the credit check uh in which sis and his trusty team Michelangelo and young Darren go through and put together the most comprehensive list of album credits you can find. And that now lives at 
freemusiccredits.com baby freemusiccredits.com Free and we also do a thing called the chopping block where we do track by track reviews of projects um yeah y'all can check that out at chopblockpod.com there you go we have a website it's coming soon um guys we appreciate you supporting us we've been doing this this is episode 34 um and we would not still be doing this if y'all didn't give us some kind of energy for it so thank you thank you thank you tell a friend to tell a friend um make sure y'all follow us at chop block pod or the chop block pod on everything yes on everything please share let folks know what we're doing over here yes appreciate y'all we love y'all we love um, y'all. Keep washing your hands, being safe. Stay inside mm-hmm. if you can. Don't get shot. And uh, yeah, support my businesses like Magic City. Mm-hmm. I might order some wings. Well, I don't, I don't need wings, but I might order some shrimp right now. You better go get some shrimp right now. Day shift need love more than anybody else, honestly. Don't support the day shift. Support the day shift, you guys. Support the day. It's a great time to get in. Just have some lunch, man. Yeah. When I, you know, it's crazy. When I was there, two chains was there. It was Schoolie's uh, birthday, and uh, Iverson was there, actually. So it's a good time. It's a good time. All right, you guys. We will be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Well, maybe not same bat time, but definitely same bat channel. Same bat channel. Peace. <laughs>